Good morning. Welcome to the Energy Works Radio Show. I'm here with you actually in um, Kuna, Idaho at the moment and have been visiting here um, teaching Energy Works and also um, being involved in some oral classes with my good friend Jade Baldwin. So it's great to be here with you and today's topic is called Accepting Life Lessons. So I wanted to begin by talking about some of my life lessons that I've had to learn and um, not to be critical or judgmental but just to show how sometimes life lessons are for our greater good even at the time we might be really angry. So I remember when I fell pregnant with my first child I was excited to be pregnant but then I was also horrified because I had horrendous morning sickness and I felt green for about 14 weeks. So before that, I had never had any compassion for people that were ill. So after that, I had way more compassion and, you know, could understand why people didn't do things or they didn't feel so good. So I remember seeing people too, this is another lesson, um, who had rebellious or unruly children and, you know, being a little disgusted and, you know, thinking, oh, my children won't be like that. Well, the first children were okay. But then the third one, when he came along, he was difficult. And I realized, sadly, that I had nothing to do with the first two good children and that, but, but, you know, you get what you get. And it was part of my lesson. So I couldn't change his behavior. I had to learn to accept and work with what I had. So uh, I then developed some compassion for people that had difficulty with their children. So um, I was also critical of people that weren't their, their ideal weight. So after having my first child, I couldn't wear any of my own clothes and had to wear my grandmother's clothes. Now, my grandmother was Italian and she had beautiful clothes, but it was embarrassing to be wearing your grandmother's clothes. And I no way I could have given my mother's clothes. So I learned that sometimes when we put on weight, it's not just about making some bad choices with eating, but it, there are a whole heap of factors and that some of those I couldn't control. So that helped me be a little bit less critical of people that weren't their ideal weight. I then was critical of people who had pe- had uh, people that had children with drug, drug problems. I remember waking one night, one night, one morning, as a teenager, having dreamt that I had been smoking and being so horrified that I would have done something like that. But my children have walked, well, not all of them, but some of my children have walked down that path of um, you know body abuse. And even though I'm a health practitioner and, you know, embarrassingly that I'm a health practitioner that I have children doing that, I've had to learn that I have to be able to love these children and these grown people, um, regardless of what they, of the choices that they make. And so it, it, it was hard for me to accept that. So, um, I struggled to accept my own children when they were less than perfect and when they didn't live up to the expectation that I had in my head and um, when I think about it my parents probably had expectations of me and I didn't live up to those either and so it was hard to not be accepted for doing what I wanted and I wanted to be supported in what I was doing but I did that same thing to my children so it's like I had to learn to be able to accept them and support them in the way they saw best of learning their life lessons. I guess to be able to love unconditionally was my lesson there. So it took for me being challenged to go to Italy with my coach, Kushla, to understand and accept that I had any say in my life. 
and to feel that I could make good things happen for me. I totally believed things were out of my control and I played the blame game. So it took that experience to help me realise that, oh, you know, I can make decisions and I am responsible for myself and that I can choose to do the things I want to do if I'm willing to put the effort in and have the motivation to do it. So what is holding me back from being and doing what it is that you really want? I have a friend that talks about life packages. He says that sometimes he's annoyed with parts of his package, but when he goes to look at other people's life packages, there are some parts of their package that he likes, but there are other parts that he definitely would not want. And he then thinks that, um, I think I will stick to my life package. And I think that is with us too. We often look at other people and we think that their, their deal is better than ours. But when we look at all parts of that deal, I think we would always take our own package back. So I have been reading a book called The Slight Edge by Leo A. Widener. And um, he he talks about how to set goals and, you know, to make them more meaningful and, you know, to get that edge above other people. So he talks about um, setting goals in different areas of your life. So he talks about spiritual and he says that's the relationship to your creator. And he talks about emotional goals and, that's, and intellectual as well. And he said that's the relationship we have with ourselves talks about health and fitness and that's the relationship we have with our body. He talks about family. He said that's the relationship we have with our spouse and our children. Then he talks about social, the relationship we have with others. Financial, the relationship we have with money and with our career. And general relation, general goals, which are relationships to our overall goal, our overall life. So he talks about identifying what the goals are that we want to have and being able to state it clearly. So if we were to tell someone else that goal, they would understand exactly what we intended. Then he said we have to write it in the first person. So, you know, it's like I will, you know, be whatever weight or lose whatever weight by such and such a date. And then he says to actually state it in the present tense. So I am whatever that ideal size or weight you want to be and um, check for any negative statements that are in there. And then he talks about hooks, hooks and motivations, I think, are the word he uses. Let me check. Motive and a hook. So, for example, he says, um, and he gave the example of someone um, wanting to improve the relationship with their wife or their husband. He said, uh, a goal with no motive and hook, I, will, I tell my wife that I love her. He said, goal with a motive and hook added. Because I have a strong desire to be closer with Susan, and improve my marriage each day at 5.30 when I arrive home from work. The first thing I do is to find Susan, take her in my arms, that's a hook, look into her eyes, another hook, and say, I love you, hook. The way her face lights up and the warm feeling I get are wonderful. That's the motive. This simple act, daily act, is bringing us closer together, motive, as husband and wife, and I'm highly motivated to keep doing this from now on. So it's like we can apply that to all aspects of of our life. So it's important for us to identify where we want to go because it's like, wasn't it the Cheshire Cat that said, you know, where do you want to go? If you, if you don't know where you're going, well, it doesn't matter which way you're heading now, does it? Because you don't know where you want to be at the end. So I think it's important for us to um, to decide where it is that we're actually going. So on that note, let's do some energy about 
some of these things that we want and feel and would like to have in our life and the acceptance of the life lessons and the things that we've learnt from our life lessons. So we're going into the chakras, in the fourth chakra. So the fourth chakra is the heart chakra. So that can involve our thymus gland, which is near our heart and it's in the same cavity of our heart. That can include our arms and our hands. Uh, love is everywhere and I allow myself to do experience it. And I think that goes in with the, you know, I love myself when I'm on my ideal way or I love myself when I have so much of the bank or I love my, my um, self, you know, when particular events have happened in our life. So it's important for us to, um, you know, allow ourselves to be able to love ourselves and accept love even when we aren't perfect. So just some affirmations to use with our body. My brain functions optimally. And this has some generational components to it. Dad's side. Dad's dad. And his dad. And it goes back further. Eight generations past. So fifth chakra, which is about speaking up for ourselves. So this can be involved, well the thyroid can be involved in the fifth chakra. And some of the emotions that can be involved here too uh, being lost or vulnerable or stifled or shut down. And sometimes in some relationships we feel like whenever we speak up we get shut down. And some of it is about our belief in, in what will happen and what we need to learn. And sometimes we need to learn that there are certain people that we can't speak with and that we need to um, express ourselves openly with people that are prepared to listen. And um, sometimes the life lesson here is that we need to listen to other people too and not shut them down because it's not convenient to us, which is easier said than done. So the failure to speak up truthfully. And often we say what we want other people to hear us say. And yet, you know, sometimes the most difficult lessons or, you know, some of the hard things that people tell us that we don't want to hear are really what we need to hear. And it, it prompts us to make change because they're talking to us is so uncomfortable that we don't want to stay in that place anymore. I speak my truth. Others are okay when I speak my truth. Others are comfortable with what comes out of my mouth. So this has also got generational component to it. Dad's dad and some stuck emotions. Some anxiety. Feeling unsupported. So it is it takes a lot of courage sometimes to speak up and to express what we really feel. But unless we give people the heads up about how we feel, they will never change how they treat us and they will never change us, change how they think about us. So it's vital for us to actually speak up and to start expressing ourselves in a loving manner, in a peaceful manner, um, expecting people to listen to us and not expecting to be shut down. So some of you may have been very good at setting goals and achieving things in life. For me, it's been a new thing and I haven't really understood the power of what I could achieve. As I rise up to lead my tribe, I'm given the knowledge required. And each of us has a tribe that will follow us, whether it's just our family or whether it's other people that need to hear what we have to say and need our life experience. And we have to trust that we will be given the knowledge from above to be able to, to help those people that are around us and that we will be inspired and the experiences that come to mind will be just what those other people need to hear. So there's something in the lifetime to clear here. Around birth and 15 years of age, 
27, 41. Some stuck emotions again. The feeling of helplessness. And that's an awful feeling to feel that you're stuck and that you can't make changes in nasty feelings. But sometimes it has to be so strong that way that we are empowered enough to make and take steps that will help us to be able to do what we need to do. So now we're going into the first chakra. So the first chakra is developed when we're between um, birth and seven. And it's those times in our life that we are learning to be who we're supposed to be, how we fit in the family, you know, what we believe, what's safety, what's survival. But fear can be very important here. So, and we're either born into fear or born into faith, isn't it? And sometimes our birth experiences can um, colour how we see the world. Um, I know with my, one, one of my sisters, or actually both of my sisters had birth in, in which there became, um, I guess, difficult times. And, and, you know, it takes a while for that baby to feel comfortable and safe and to learn that the world is okay. Because in the beginning, when there's difficulties in the birth, often the mum doesn't feel safe or the dad, and it's hard for the child to feel safe too. So when we grew up in families that weren't safe or comfortable, we, it's hard for us to believe that we are safe and we are comfortable. And it's hard for us to teach that to our children when we haven't experienced it ourselves. Now, first chakra can also involve foot and leg pains. Because the, foot, the first chakra involves the legs and your base. So I belong in my tribe or my family. I remain grounded at all times. I easily maintain healthy body size and image. So back to the fifth chakra. So the fifth chakra also deals with honesty and integrity and truth, trustworthiness, expression and intention. So when we don't have good intention and we don't know where we want to go it is disempowering to us I'm able to harness my willpower to control addictive influences in my life and that's got a generational component to it on mum's side mum's mum and we still have that affirmation others are comfortable with what comes out of my mouth so there's something behind that one to clear so something to do with dad and there's some stuck emotions here as well anger Jealousy. And when we're jealous, we often uh, want what other people have. And instead of working towards it, we're just angry that they have it and we don't. Whereas it would be more practical to put that energy into going towards what we want to have. So, I allow my body to rest adequately. And I know there are times in my life where that doesn't happen. And it can be because, you know, there are some stages of our life that we have to do extra. And there are other times where life is a bit quieter and we need to rest. So I think to keep the overall balance is helpful. And even though there are times of huge energy output, there need to be times of minimal energy output. My digestive system easily and completely digests and absorbs all nutrients. My legs are strong and carry me wherever I go. My knees carry me and stand firmly straight and tall. This has got a generational component on Dad's side, Dad himself. So sometimes we we need a little extra help. So sometimes we may not be able to have what we need to have right at that time. But even if we cast our mind to 
maybe a happy place or a happy time or um, you know somewhere in nature that makes us feel good and even if we take just a moment to imagine ourselves in that situation and how refreshing that would feel and how uplifting that would feel that that even that moment of being there and imagining yourself being it does help to relieve some stress and to help us feel better so I want you to think about where is your happy place and what in nature or where in nature makes you feel more peaceful and comfortable within yourself, more accepting of what life is teaching you and helping you to be able to get through these things that are hard sometimes in life to do. So we're going into a meridian now, the large intestine meridian. So any bowel disturbance, so you know, constipation, diarrhea, wind, bloating, all those things can be associated with large meridian, large intestine meridian. Um, sometimes our mouth or our teeth or our nose or throat can be involved. Um, the feeling of discouragement can be involved here too. And of course, we have a good team and a bad team. The, get, the good team want to uh, motivate, uh, motivate us, help us to climb past the lessons and to understand what's behind the lessons. The bad team want us to be discouraged and to give up and to feel that there's no hope and it's not possible. When really all things are possible, just it's a matter of deciding how you're going to get round through or above or over the, the, the roadblocks. So when we were talking about some of those types of goals before, it's about our relationships that we have with people and ourselves. So I just want to clear a little bit of energy around these relationships. So the relationship between our body and spirit, relationship with our life, relationship with our husband or wife. So we're saying here I have a healthy working relationship with my body and spirit, with my life and with my husband or my wife, with my exercise, with my boundaries. So a little bit of more generational stuff here. And dad and his mum and her dad. And some emotions stuck in the genes again feeling of despair and also shame and a bit more from dad's mum feeling of worry and dad himself feeling of disgust uh, disgust towards others and when we feel these feelings and it's good to acknowledge them it's really what it brings up for us either if it's our own emotions or emotions that have come through our genes from our families that have been before uh, the more that we accept life lessons and we accept that other people have life lessons and that they will learn the things in the time and the space that's right for them, the less judgmental we are and we are more able to walk peacefully through our, our lessons in life. So that takes us to the sixth chakra, which is to do with our intuition. It's safe for me to see the truth no matter what it is. I easily cut through any illusion and find the truth. Great. So that's definitely clear now. So let's just add in there, my lessons no longer need to be hard and difficult. Great. Okay. Well, it's uh, been great to be here with you, whether it's live or whether you'll hear me later. The energy still clears the same and energy is not restricted by space and time. Uh, we are, but uh, energy is not. So it's important that you share with someone if that comes to your mind when you hear this. Share with people that you feel that it will be useful. 
Um, um, we'll be uh, traveling early tomorrow morning to Ohio and we'll be teaching another energy works there. So anyone in that area that's wanting to come, please come and see me or call me or text me or message me. Uh, I'd love you to come. We need you to come so that you can help contribute to our group and help with the group healing. That happens when we do an Energy Works event. So I'm grateful to those new people that have joined and um, we welcome you and uh, love to have you and your input and your knowledge and your growth and your lessons that we learn from as well. Um, I'll be returning to um, Sydney on the 3rd of April and um, we'll be in town for a short time before traveling away again. My brother is marrying in Ireland. So I'm looking forward to meeting new people in, um, in Holland and England and in Ireland. So on my return, I'll be teaching some oil classes and be teaching some more energy works. There'll be one in May from the 21st to the 23rd of, uh, uh, sorry, in 21st to 23rd of May. And then also there'll be one in, in Brisbane from the 2nd to the 4th of July. And in August, we'll be traveling to New Zealand uh, in the third week. And in the fourth week, there will be a, a business and advanced course uh, in that last week of August. And then September, we'll be traveling again to America and there will be a, an Energy Works again in Salt Lake from the 12th to the 14th of September. So it's an exciting year. and. Thank you for being along with me and I appreciate your energy, your smile, your enthusiasm and your life experience. And uh, I hope you have a great day today.